Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Entering this new series uh, today called Lighten Up. And uh, I'm ex- really excited about this series for the next week that we're doing. Uh, next week we got the pizza pig out. Uh, man, bring somebody with you. We have free pizza. There's no strings attached. We're just going to tell people that Jesus loves them, feed them pizza, and send them home. That's it. And so that's we like to keep it simple at the bridge, man. And so if you're like, what Sunday should I bring somebody? Okay, well, if you're dedicating your kids, today was the day. But next week, man, for everybody, all right, we're going to have all you can eat pizza. You will not go away hungry. We hope to have some pies left that we can even send you home with. And so we're going to hang out and do that. So we'll have service and then the pizza pig out. Um, This series has really been on my heart for probably about a good month now. And and one of the things that I want to share is the fact that I think all of us have to lighten up, even with the fact that there's a basketball tournament on a Sunday, okay? And uh, I can get offended, I can be, you know, I can send hate mail, or, you know, I know in our day and age, nobody hides behind a computer to put their personal feelings behind a tweet, or behind a Instagram, or a snap, or anything, right? I mean, no one does that in our day and age, but if they did, then maybe this message could potentially be relevant the next few weeks. I'm just saying. So, um, I want to for you to realize that uh, my wife, myself, we're excited that we're getting ready as a church to celebrate 10 years of being a church since our inception. Come on, man, yeah. And... Uh, during that time, we have learned, and, and here I have something on my, on my shoulder, you know, from, I'm pretty sure it was, a lark left it for me. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, when we had our first child, and when you have your first baby, and when you plant the church, uh, you get scared. You're like, I don't know how this is going to work. And, and how many remember your first child, like, you just coddled him, right? I mean, you just, you're so worried, you know, and, and like, you know, he dropped his, his little nookie, and what, you boiled it for like an hour, right? Or you, you just bought a new one. Okay, well, we have five kids, and so my youngest, you know, he'd drop his nookie. It'd just be like, bam, you know, like, dude, your fifth child, I'm sorry. Or, you know, we, I have five kids and I have four boys, you know, and they're beating the crud out of each other sometimes. And I used to be like, oh no, oh don't do that. And now it's just like, my money's on him. Like, you know, we take bets in our house, all right? So, and, and I can tell you who has the 10 to 1 odds. Um, I'm totally serious. Um, so, Here's what I want to do today in the next few weeks is I want to unpack this uh, in, a, in a fun way, in a celebratory way. I want this to be a message where you go, man, that felt good. It's February. Every other church is teaching on SEX and we're actually teaching on something different. And, and uh, you know, February, pastors are supposed to teach on romance. Well, we talked about marriage in January, so I didn't have to during February. And, and so I want you to see this unravel. I want you to be able to go over the next few weeks of the different content we're going to look at and be able to go, you know what? this felt good. It felt like God is speaking to me. And I'm not saying it's going to be tickling your ears. It could be the Holy Spirit convicting you. And be okay with that. Because I don't know about you, I would rather be convicted by the Holy Spirit than condemned by someone. And so I invite his conviction. Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to know what it is that, you, that you're doing, what you're speaking to me. Now, 
How, I don't know if there's any readers in the house. I grew up, I didn't really care for reading. I became a reader. And, and one of the only books when I was a kid that I would read, and they still make them on occasion. I don't know if you've seen them in a long time. And, and I meant to bring one this morning. I forgot it. But they're called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. Do you remember those? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're like written at a first grade level, so they're great. And uh, I, I love them. And it, you read parts of it, and then it gets to the bottom of the page, and sometimes you have two or three options, and you're like... Which one do I do? Now, how many were as bad as I was? You wouldn't even read the whole thing. You'd just go and see, like, what happened to the characters and decide where you'd go, right? And, and sometimes you're like, I'm reading. I can either make a short story or a longer story. But you'd follow this adventure. And, and here's what I want to say today. I think sometimes you and I get really serious on life. We have serious things that happen. I'm not saying that we don't. I'm not saying everything is a, a laughing matter. But we get easily offended in our culture today. Um, we can get easily critical in our culture today. And, and sometimes it's really easy for you or me to get tunnel vision with our own life and forget about everything and everyone else, okay? You know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes we... And, and we don't try to do that. That's just... Sometimes that's our American culture. And so... In the Read Your Own Adventures or Choose Your Own Adventures book, we get to see these different possibilities of what life could be. What if you lived a life without the offense? What if you lived a life by seeing bigger than just yourself? What if you lived a life going, you know what? I am not going to get easily offended any longer. I'm just going to bless those who I disagree with. I'm going to bless those who believe something I don't. I'm going to pray for those that maybe I don't like, but I know they're still a child of God, even though I don't agree with their belief. So what I want to do today is... I want every single person here to realize something, that each of us lives in an adventure with unlimited and endless possibilities. If you agree with me this morning, would you say, yeah? Okay. We, we live our lives as an adventure with endless possibilities. Okay. For some of us, we no longer see our lives as possibility. We feel stuck, like we're stuck in a job. Some of you, I'm going to be really careful here, you feel like maybe you're stuck in a marriage. Some of you, you feel like, I'm, God gave me these kids, I guess I'm stuck with them. Okay? Maybe, yeah, I know, right? Just being real with you, maybe some of you like that, okay? Or maybe you're like, I'm stuck in this house, I don't like this house, or I'm stuck with this income, I don't like this income, or I'm stuck in Minnesota and I want to live in this state, or I'm stuck, like, and you feel like your life isn't a bunch of possibilities, it's hard for you to even see that as a possibility, because you go, I feel stuck. Here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you today that whatever life brings, okay, whatever life brings, you are called to bring life, all right? Whatever life brings, you're called to bring life. And I want to unpack that this morning. You need to realize today, if you're still sucking air, your story is not yet finished, okay? It's not done. You might be praying for healing and praying for miracles. Do you know so far that basically every single person that's prayed for a miracle or a healing and received it, they all still die? Well, I'm so encouraged, Pastor Chris. That's so light. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just being honest with you because here's the deal. You get this one life that God gives you before eternal life to make your stamp on this world. What are the possibilities that God has put in you? I love praying for babies. You know why? They don't even realize what their potential, their possibility is yet. And us as parents, we're called to guide them and to see that for them so that they can know and expand their possibilities because they need a little bit of coaching along the way. Your story is not finished. Now, I want to talk about church just for a moment and kind of bounce the two today. The story of the bridge is not yet done either, okay? 
we have some really important and really incredibly fun decisions to make moving forward. Some I'm going to tell you about today. Some I'm going to tell you about at the business meeting. That'll be about 15 minutes. Before we focus on the next part of the story, we have to celebrate what got us here. Okay, tonight there's two teams playing in the Super Bowl. That's it. Out of all the NFL teams, there's one more game. Some of you, you're like, you're depressed because football ends today, okay? I'm with you. All right? I love watching football on Sundays. You've got which two teams? You've got the one that's going to win, which is the... Okay, and then you've got the other team that's going to lose, which is the... All right, and so you've got both these teams tonight that are playing together. And what did they do? Did they just end up here? Or did they work their butts off? Did they really try really hard? Did they go through injuries and processes? Did they have coaches along the way? Did they have owners with investments in here? Did they have all these different things that got them to this place? Yes, they did. Neither one of these teams' stories is yet finished, but in the last two weeks, you know what they've done? All these prognostications on ESPN, all these different things on sports radio, but then what they've done is they've looked at the past. They've analyzed the history. They've celebrated the wins. They've seen what God, not what God has done, but what they've done. And today what I want to do is see what God has done already through us for what he's about to do. So I need you to sit back. I don't have popcorn for you right now, but I need you to relax for a minute. I'm going to show you a few videos here. They're about five, five to seven minutes long. But these are each person that we have had impact on in the last one year personally, either through a touch, through me hanging out with them, helping coaching them as a church planter, or as this is person we've given money to in the last year. And I want you to see this. And so if you can just make sure these videos are cranked and just watch the volume on it, sit back, relax, take it easy, and we'll, we'll conclude the message here in just a moment. If you're new here, these are a lot of our missionaries and people that, that we get to help besides just us. So I don't want us to have tunnel vision, see the big vision this morning. So let's turn down the lights on low and let's go ahead and play these. Hey, what is up, Bridge Church? This is Nick. I'm talking to you from Tallinn, Estonia, the coolest city on planet Earth. And I want to say thank you so much for partnering with us and praying for us. You guys are faithful partners. I can't wait to see you again. Maybe this year I'll get to see you. Um, as you know, we've planted a church uh, here in Estonia, Focus Church. It's five years old now. It's still growing. We've been able to plant two churches. Uh, recently, we uh, were at the launch of of Journey Church down in Vilnius, Lithuania. We've also been asked to be area directors over seven countries. Those countries are Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Ukraine, Moldova, Georgia, Armenia, and I know uh, Ukraine is the only country that you've heard of of those seven, but these are amazing countries on the border between uh, the secular uh, Europe, uh, the Orthodox East of the former Soviet Union, and the Islamic South. Um, It surrounds us. These are borderland countries, and God has given us a passion to see young people come to know Him. So here's the vision God's given us. 1% of the population of every single people group in our seven countries. There are people groups uh, that don't have church planting movements. And so we are rallying our national churches. God has called us to double the number of missionaries that we have from around 70 uh, missionaries now. But to do this, we need church planters. So pray with us that God would raise up church planters, especially for Riga, Latvia. We don't have any missionaries there. Um, And so I'm going to go down there in about two weeks. I'm going to meet with an Argentine missionary who's been there forever, an amazing guy. And uh, we're going to talk about what we can do until we get uh, U.S. as some of the missionaries there. Um, The goal is to win 1% of the population, but disciple them to be disciple makers 
so that we get to 2%. And the way that we uh, win people to Christ in these countries, they're not looking for a better church. They've never even heard of, of church or, or God or Jesus um, mo- most of the time. So most of the, the secular people we meet in the cities are not looking for uh, a change in their religion or their worldview. So life on life. So we spend time with them three times a week. We try to bless somebody uh, three times a week. We have a meal. We do things that we love to do. I play basketball. Uh, so I'm doing that with guys that um, uh, are far from God. And uh, so whatever we love to do. But we do that in team. And so we form church planting teams. So we need church planting team leaders, church planters, uh, to lead those teams. So pray with us. We're so excited for what God is doing. Uh, things are happening. New missionaries are coming. We love you guys. Can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for supporting us. And stay warm back there in Minnesota. God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, hello to the bridge. My name is Pastor Anthony McLeod. I'm coming to you from California. It's bright and sunny. It's 70 degrees, and I'm still wearing a jacket. That's how we do it in California. Uh, I wanted to quickly tell you about our church. Uh, we're planning a church in Manteca, uh, which in the next five to ten years, we're expecting 25,000 new people in our community. People are moving out of the San Francisco Bay Area into our city, and so God wants to establish a brand new church in our city, and He's called us to do it. Uh, but part of our story is we actually met Pastor Chris at a church multiplication launch event. We got to sit at his table and man, he just breathed so much life into us. He really helped us raise our expectation, our level of faith, and we're believing for so much more as a result of our time with him. So thank you so much for letting us hang out with your senior pastor. Guys, God bless you. We're praying for you. Thank- hey Bridge, uh, this is Pastor Tim uh, over at Cedar Ridge Church. Just want to say thank you for uh, helping us get some of our stuff ready. This is kind of our kids' area that we're in the middle of finishing. Um, hey, what's up, guys? My name is Josh Smith. I'm a church planter out in Baltimore, Maryland. And I just want to give a few seconds to, to let you guys all know how grateful I am for Pastor Chris and what a constant source of encouragement and what a constant source of wisdom and what the heart of God is for church and ministry. So thank you, Pastor Chris. Have an awesome day, you guys. God bless you. Hello there, this is Pastor Caleb Isaac from Risen Church, and next to me is my lovely wife, Jen Isaac. We are a new church planter. We planted a church, uh, a baby church, four months um, ago. Uh, Pastor Chris, um, he is um, a good friend of ours, a good mentor, and as a, he is a good coach. He's helped us to launch the church, and we're blessed to have him walk with us in this journey. He has been such a blessing to us, uh, guiding us and um, uh, getting us to where we needed to be to start this church, and we're just so happy that he was part of it. Thank you, Pastor. We love you, and we love uh, your Bridge Church. God bless you. Have a blessed Sunday, and we can't wait to uh, getting to know you. See ya. What's going on, Bridge family? This is David from the Grid Church here in sunny Chicago today. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Hope you guys have a phenomenal day. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for your continued support uh, of our church family here in Chicago, not only financially, but spiritually. You guys have blessed us. We just came up on our one-year anniversary last Sunday, and we celebrated all God's done this last year and all He's going to do this upcoming year, and really for many more generations to come. Just wanted to say thank you. Your generosity is truly making a huge difference in a city that desperately needs 
Jesus. So thank you. I pray God's continued blessing upon your church family, upon individuals and families in your church. We just believe there is more and the best is still ahead for all God's doing there at the Bridge Church. All right. Thanks again. We love you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Let's go. Hi, Bridge Church. Charles Porter here, one of the missionaries that you guys support, and just wanted to say thank you. I think sometimes when we give to missions, we don't realize, first of all, the level of gratitude that the missionaries feel, because you guys don't have to give towards us. This is hard work to money that you've earned, and yet you believe in the kingdom of God. You see someone come through, and you believe that God loves the world. God loves people enough to send people to share his message with them, and you believe in us, and our mission field isn't a common one. It's Canada. But you believe that the people of Canada, people may look like us, but they don't have the same culture or language, and they don't have the same opportunity to receive the gospel. And you think that they should. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for walking with us, believing us, investing in us. And we look forward to continuing this relationship over many years. God bless you. Bridge Church, Pastor Steve Nyland here uh, from Motion City Church in South Minneapolis. Just wanted to say, hey, and how are you? I uh, wish I could be with you guys in person to give you this report, but just wanted to give you guys an update as far as the last year for us went. It was a great year, uh, also a really, really hard year. God stretched us in ways that we were unprepared uh, for stretching, but you know, anytime God stretches you, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Um, we outgrew our uh, last meeting space, we had to move into a bigger space, uh, bigger space for people to come to our Sunday morning gatherings, bigger kids spaces, bigger toddler spaces, uh, really exciting. Uh, reaching a new neighborhood for Jesus, seeing people go deeper in their faith, take um, some really cool steps, and uh, man, it's just so fun. So, I mean, really, it was no matter how hard the last year was, and it was a really hard year, seeing people uh, find Jesus and take new steps in their journey with Him, it makes it all worth it. And we uh, couldn't do it without you. We're so grateful for you guys and your support, both prayerfully and financially. We just, we're so grateful for Pastor Chris and. Uh, Heather and the team, and uh, we just love you guys so much. So hopefully we get to see you guys soon. But uh, if not, um, know that we're grateful and we love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Hello, Pastor Chris, Pastor Derek, and the bridge. This is Brent Silkey from St. Paul Chi Alpha and from 30 for Freedom. For those of you who are not aware, Chi Alpha is a college campus ministry that exists to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. 30 for Freedom is a movement that exists to end sex trafficking in our lifetime. And on behalf of both of these amazing organizations that I have the honor of serving, I want to say thank you for supporting us every single month in these ministries. 30 for Freedom, in the last four years, with the help of amazing people like your students and your church, uh, we have raised over $630,000 to rescue people from trafficking. We, the things that we do with the funds that are raised is we give to these specific organizations that do trafficking prevention, rescue operations and holistic survivor care and next week my wife actually is traveling internationally to use her counseling skills and practice to help restore victims of human trafficking so thank you for being a part of 30 for freedom on the chi alpha side to transform the university the marketplace in the world i just want to share a quick story about a student named lucas we met in the fall of 2018 he came to chi alpha our very first night and he fell in love with what god was doing Every single week from then on out, he invited last year his roommate to come to Chi Alpha, and his roommate said no every week. 
So fast forward to the fall of 2019. His new roommate, on a whim, he just says, hey, I've got Chi Alpha tonight if you want to come with me. His roommate came to Chi Alpha the first night this fall, gave his life to Christ, and Lucas has been this evangelist on campus, inviting people from all the different places where he has influence. And he's brought more people to Chi Alpha than I've ever seen someone bring to a church service or to an outreach service before. He's seen friends come to Christ. He's seen friends' lives transformed. And it is amazing to see. And the one cool thing that I just want to uh, close with is that there's a student he invited who's the president of a club. He's it's the badminton club. His name is Hugh. He was an international student from China. And Hugh has been coming to Chi Alpha every other week. And Lucas said, you will not believe the difference I've seen in Hugh's life from before he came to Chi Alpha and now. He said he's giving people hugs. He's just completely changed as a person as he has come to Chi Alpha. So, Bridge, I just want to say thank you to you guys. You're amazing. Thank you for supporting our ministry at Chi Alpha and 30 for Freedom. Pastor Chris, Pastor Derek, thank you for believing in the dreams that God has put in our hearts. We love you guys so much, and we're so grateful to God for you. Come on, somebody. You probably don't, some of those faces might not matter to you, but every single one of those faces matters hugely to me. These are people in my life that we've had, you know, uh, the ability to impact. And so I know it, it, we have some guests here in the house, and I know when you go to church, you're like, I don't even know who this is or what, what is going on. And, and thank you for your patience with that, because it's really important for us to celebrate um, what we're doing beyond just us here in St. Francis. So I want you to see that God, God can take a church on average of 114 people per Sunday and can utilize us to transform lives across this world. And that's what God is doing. And God is not done with us yet. All right? Last year, uh, just a couple more stats, and I just want to close with a a very short message here. Uh, We had over uh, $25,000 went into uh, worldwide missions, community, local. In fact, on top of that $25,000, our students alone raised over $3,000 that they sent into missions to an organization called Speed the Light to really help with uh, the human trafficking as well. And so uh, I just want you to know that it's it's fun to give. We we get to give to these people... um, um, we commit 10% of our budget at least because uh, we ask people to tie it to the church. So we want to make sure we're doing that as well as a church. And so that goes right back in, 100% of that, to these different organizations and people to bless them. And look at what God is doing. I love it. Do you love it? Is that good? Is that good or what? Um, Open up with me to Genesis chapter 17 if you have a Bible. I want to show you something really cool that's very prevalent to your life and to the future of our church this morning. Uh, God made a promise to somebody called Abraham. Again, Genesis chapter 17, turn with me. And, and Abraham was declared righteous by God. It might not matter to you, but here's what's really interesting to me. God declared this man to be righteous before the law was even in the Bible. So Abraham didn't follow all, you know, he didn't know all of this yet. And God said, you are a righteous man. And and he said, nations are going to be blessed through your offspring. Here's the problem. Abraham was really old. And I don't know about you, but I I don't want to have kids when I'm like 80 or 90. You? If you do, you're insane. Okay, I'm just going to say it. All right? You're like, you're signing up for, I don't know, dude. It's weird. Okay? Abraham during this time is like, I, I, okay, God, I, I hear you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, a son and nations are going to be blessed through me. And God's like, yes, it is so, all right? And, and that's, that's how God talks. Um, 
Genesis 17, I just want to read verses 17 and 19. Verses 18 talks about Hagar, and I'll get there in a little bit. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? Then God said, Yeah. But your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. God made a promise to Abraham. Okay? The problem with both Abe and Sarah, they were old. Okay? Abraham's looking at his problem going, this doesn't work. Okay? It's, I don't know how to, how to do this. And how many of us, if God made us a promise like this, that we would go, you know what? Maybe i got to figure out how to do it. Maybe i got to figure out how to make it work. Maybe God's not big enough to handle my issue. Well, at least not my spouse's. I think we'd play the God card there. Well, God told me to do it, so I need to make it my timeline, not God's timeline. Anybody else besides the pastor of the bridge been guilty of that? Okay, yeah, good. All right, so me too. And so what Abraham did, he went with this, she was called a slave or a maidservant. Her name was Hagar, and they did things together and had a son named Ishmael. And, and he's like, all right, I think I'm fulfilling what, what God wanted to do. And, and that's not what God wanted. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But Abe saw with human eyes, or Abraham, that this was just not possible. It could not be done. And when we see, when we think impossible... We end up making rash, subjective decisions in our life based on playing the God card. If somebody comes to me and says, God told me, even if it's anti-Bible, what can I say? Well, you played the God card, I guess. Okay, yeah, I, I can't do anything. And so Abraham hears God. You're going to have a son when you are like a million years old, dude, and it's going to be awesome. And Abraham's like, whoa, wait a second. Things aren't going to work the same when I'm that anatomy uh, old dude. I, mm, I don't know. You know, eventually that, that woman's going to go through menopause. you got both these things together. I don't know how that works. So I got an idea. And so Abraham did his own thing, and it was not God's best thing. Okay, yes, God redeems those decision, decisions, but he also gives us the leading of the Holy Spirit to protect us from that. Doesn't he? I believe he does. Genesis chapter 21 verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read this to you. It says, now, so turn with me a couple chapters later, Genesis 21. Now the Lord was what to Sarah? Gracious, okay? To Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant. She was old and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the what? Very, at the what? Very time that Abraham told God it would work. No, very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Verse 6 and 7, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. That's actually what the name Isaac means is laughter. And she added, why or who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Let me give you a couple thoughts here this morning as we bring this message into a close. Man sees the problem. God sees the possibility. Right? We see the problem. God sees the possibility. Pray that God can open your eyes to see the way he does. Through people. Through your life. Through the thing you might feel stuck in. Through the potential that God has for you. Right now, thinking corporately, us as a church, we face some really cool problems right now that God doesn't look at as problems. He goes, these are great possibilities. 
Okay, we're running out of room, church. We are literally running out of room. You might say, well, we can add some more churches in the sanctuary. Have you walked through our kids' classroom area lately? Okay, we, yeah, we have some people that might drive in and drive out. We're running out of parking. And I don't know about you, but you know what? I, I continue to lose weight so that I can fit with all of you in, this, in the entryway when we walk in, right? I mean, it's loud in there. And, and people tell me that. I'm like, we're working on it. We're trying to figure out a plan. How many know? Come on, praise God. These are great problems to have. Come on, somebody. Okay? We, I used to be able to go out to coffee with every single person in the church. You know what it would be like? Because we have over 350 people that call the Bridge Church their home. Do you know what it would be like for me to go out to lunch with every single one of them? I couldn't do it in a week. It's not possible. And so we have to go from being a tight-knit family to thinking organizationally. Now, don't get freaked out about that because what happens is we grow as a church. We also have to shrink as a church. And what that means is you need to start having relationships with other people in the church. I want you to find your best friend here. If you're single, I want you to find somebody else too. Okay, I want you to find those within the church that you befriend. Those that you get to know. Those that you do life with. I love hearing stories. Roles have to change. In fact, right now, Pastor Derek, he said he's the associate pastor. He lied to every single one of you this morning. And I apologize on behalf of Derek's sin. He is not... I love Derek. He is no longer our associate pastor. None of you know that yet. Today is the start of a new role for him. He is no longer over our children's ministry. We have three phenomenal ladies who are running with our children's ministry, taking it to a level that honestly Derek and I could not bring it to because we need to be ready for what God is about to do in and through this church. And so Derek and I have talked for the last few months. Derek is now, and you know him and I are really into titles, um, he is our executive pastor. So Sunday morning, man, he's running. He's making, yeah, come on for Derek. Come on, man. We love him. We want to plant another church. We want to plant another church. In fact, we continue to put money aside. We've given the Grid Church over $12,000 a year to help in their church planting. Okay? Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 17 says, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Read the rest of this with me. Say it with me. Nothing is too hard for you. I'm not a betting man, unless it's football. But I would be willing to bet that half of us, at least, who just said that, really don't believe it. Because if we did, our lives would look a lot different. If we banked on the true faith that God wants us to have in Him, and we laid it all out there, we lived in the possibility, not in the problem, how would that affect how we live our everyday? I know it would change mine in areas. So let me give you two questions to close with. I've got three minutes. Stay with me. Number one, do you want an Ishmael or an Isaac? Ishmael was the son born to Hagar. This was the maidservant that Sarah had. Sarah told Abraham, go have a baby with Sarah. Now God redeemed it, sent her to a mountainside. And... But I think sometimes we try to get in the own timeline. We... We try to play the God card, like, well, God, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. And what I have to realize is that God wants the best for us, not just okay. In fact, Genesis 16, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. She also said to Abraham, The Lord kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can have a family through her. thought she could do it a different way than God's way. I'll be very honest with every single person here. God's way sometimes 
is the hardest way sometimes. It's not the easiest way. It's not the one that even makes the most sense sometimes. Like we're looking as a church, what do we do? We, we can expand that wall. We can expand this wall. You know, we still, we have got septic out back, a well out to the east. We've talked to the neighbors over here about buying land. But I feel like that's in our Ishmael. We have actually written a purchase agreement three times in three years now for land in downtown St. Francis. In fact, we've written up a creative market analysis with two different realtors that went in and they looked at it through their MLS listings and did comparables for us. And they came back and said, these acres are 10 to 13 grand per acre. And so we, we made an offer on it the last three years. Every time we made an offer on it, we wouldn't even get a counter because the owner of that land believes that that land is valued at 50 grand an acre. Okay, now yes, I think that's insane. I, I think that's, it's pre-2008 numbers. And so we've been praying. In fact, I go to that land and I pray. I kneel. I fast for it. I'm asking God because I know as soon as we build, every time you build as a church, if you're doing things right, you got things going. We have got a great team. We've got a great set of volunteers. We have great people in this church. I love this church. Do you love our church? Do you love it? I do. I, come on, man. Come on. Do you love it? I love it. And it's not the building. It's not the land. But we always want there to be room for more, right? We always want there to be room for more. If you don't want room for more, check your heart and your motive because we need to make sure we're always in line with what God wants. Here's the second question. Is the possibility for you or for others? Okay? Think your possibility. What's the possibility that God has for your life? Possibility is not often for personal gain. Abraham was not really a prophet. Okay? He communicated with God. But through Abraham, through his genealogy, came who? Well, yes, some of us. And Jesus, okay? If you're of Jewish descent, absolutely, all right? Okay, yes. But we, we have Jesus through Abraham's, you know, through his seed, the Bible says, and we see that in the genealogy. And, and Isaac became a wonderful, uh, basically, representation of who Christ was to be. In fact, both Isaac and Jesus were specially promised sons. Both Isaac and Jesus were miraculous conceptions. Both Isaac and Jesus were born after a period of delay. Both Isaac and Jesus were given assurance by truth of God being all-powerful. Both of them were given names rich in meaning before they were ever even born. Both births occurred at God's appointed time. And last, both births, births were accompanied by this phenomenal joy that God set forth. Okay? You can't tell me that's by accident. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's a representation of Christ to be. Abraham did not yet know the purpose of all the nations being blessed through him. Because he didn't realize, somebody said it, well, we're blessed through him, we are blessed through Abraham, because those of non-Jewish or, origin and those of Jewish origin now get to receive that inheritance, and that's in Jesus Christ alone. Abraham couldn't see that possibility at that time. It'd be n- nearly impossible for him to see that. If God is really all-powerful, what do we have to do? We've got to lighten up a little bit, okay? We've got to lighten up. Realize he can fix anything. He can redeem anything. He can mend anything. Now, what we do in our normal human minds is we start analyzing how what I'm saying right now can be wrong. Well, what about this death? What about that? What about the media? What about the world right now? What about this? Okay? You got to lighten up. You have to shut those voices out. You just have to say, God, I only want to hear your voice right now. Here's what I want to ask every person to do. Just if we can just bow our heads for a moment, I want you to pray with me. Okay? You're on a journey right now that he can rewrite. He has the power. He's got the whiteout. He's got the giant marker in his hand. Some of us today is the day. Some of you came with family today and you have an opportunity. You're not here by mistake. You're not just here for a child dedication. 
You're here potentially for your dedication for the rest of your life. Because without Jesus, you will spend an eternity away from Him. And so listen today to the love and the passion that our Savior has for you. Because today, if you say, Jesus, I want to say yes to you and serve you the rest of my life. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to forgive me for everything I've ever done and everything I ever do. And I accept you into my heart, into my life. And I believe on you. If you pray that in your heart and you mean it, you will have eternal life starting today, not when you pass. And so pray that in your heart this morning. God, I pray you'd bless every single person here, any of us that feel stuck, any of us that feel like we don't know what the possibilities, any of us that have been offended or we've been hurt or we're going, God, we don't see your promise anymore or we don't know our potential. Would you reveal that to us, God, independently, individually, and as a church? God, help us lighten up, help us love you, and help you know that you're, help us know that you're in love with us. We commit our lives, we commit our church to you, we commit our plans to you, God, and we just want to give you the praise today. And we all said together, Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.